Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flops Podcast. I'm your host, Angelique Gay. The first time I met Abe, we were at a Gabrielle Bernstein event with her sister Mitsu, and while Mitsu was taking photos with her many fans, Abe was floating through the crowd like a beautiful spirit butterfly, full of a joy that makes you turn your head and want to soak up more of her sun. Over the years, I've had the chance to hang out with her and her soulful hubby, Naeem Adam, and their little boy, Zayn. Both Abe and Naeem have prolific careers. Abe is an internationally sought-after DJ, and Naeem is an entrepreneur always on the cutting edge of where food, community, and technology meet. If they aren't starting a new business, a new creative endeavor, they are at the genesis of a hot new festival. But what draws me to them is that not only are they always evolving and passionate about a new book, a new experience, or a new idea, but it's really how they support each other. It's a beautiful thing to witness. This is such a special conversation. They were so generous, open, and honest. I'm thrilled to introduce you to two people you probably already know, Abe and Naeem. Hi, it's Naeem. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. You know what? Before, I'm so sorry that it took me so long to get back to you. Oh, no worries at all. I know you're super busy. <laughs> I'm here. Hello. Hello, my belle. Hello, ça va? Ah, ça va bien. Je viens de me faire un petit match à la thé pour avoir un peu d'énergie pour le reste de la journée. <laughs> J'adore. Oui. Fantastic. Life is good. And yours? Very good. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to be talking with you both. I always <sighs> had you both in mind when I thought of this series of creative couples. Mm. Every time I'm with you both, I'm always so struck by how much you support each other and you both have these interesting lives together and then really interesting careers as well and so we want to know how do you make it all work and let's celebrate it and Mm -hmm. and so and you're both everywhere everywhere I go a bakery there's your wedding picture (laughs) I open a magazine like you're everywhere you're all over the city everybody loves you so I'm so so Mm. really really honored and happy to have you both here, so thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the love. No, honestly, we're receiving this and giving it right back, honestly. What a treat. I, I feel it, thank you. So let's start with, how did you both meet? Mm, who's starting? Can I, Naeem? Go ahead. <laughs> yes. Okay, so to be completely honest, Naeem says it was a mistake, but I'm sure it wasn't. He added me on Facebook. And so I usually did not accept anyone I didn't personally know, but I was like, ooh, Naeem, that's an interesting name. So I checked him out and I was like, oh, what a lovely, I'm gonna say boy, because I think he was a boy back then. (laughs) (laughs) And I was looking at his photos and I thought, oh, he looks like such a good guy. He had photos with his sisters, his family, and he was super handsome. So I thought, (laughs) okay, I'm going to accept. So I accepted his Facebook request and we became friends in that way and then started tweeting at each other. Remember Twitter? Yeah. So we (laughs) were doing that for a while and I think there was some flirting there. And uh, at some point, Naeem came to one of my events where I was DJing and he was really shy. He wouldn't come to me. And so I I just looked at him and I was like, hey, you come here. And he did. (laughs) And then we started talking and we had a super fun night together that night that I will remember forever and then yeah and then it took a little while we really took our time but we both knew we were in love pretty much right away (laughs) Naeem and it's true it it was like we are I guess it it reduces down to the fact that we're a social media couple like that's how we met (laughs) oh my god never thought it that way 
Yeah, well, you know, like how you have like COVID couples, like you hear about that now, or COVID babies. Uh-huh. Like, right. we're we're part of this social media. Abe and I kind of jumped onto it, and Abe was doing it to leverage all her stuff, and I was getting involved in like the, you know kind of food scene and and blogging and everything, and and that's where we started tweeting each other. And Abe was asking me where we could find like the best vegan burger or the vegetarian burger, and like my friends were like, "Yo, you know who just tweeted you?" <laughs> and, and I'm like, I I think so. Yeah, I think I do. And like, I, I you know, I remember watching her on TV, like when I was younger, when you know, <laughs> watching music videos and stuff. So it was kind of like surreal. And I just kind of like went for it, you know, like, but not went for it and like, hey, you want to go for a date? Like, not at all. I think that's what Abe would have maybe appreciated. I was more <laughs> like, I was more like, hey, I'm here now. <laughs> And I just kind of like was there, you know, yes. and uh, um, but I think that's what a relationship is about, too. You know, it's just kind of like being there, you know, it's not about yes. the chase. Yeah, it's not about portraying anything. It's just like, hey, I'm here. I am here mm. and I'm a, for you, you know, mm, but uh, thank you for that. <laughs> it's true. No, thank you for that. And I, I, I can say that that's what Naeem does every day you know whether it's for me or for zane our son now who's six years old oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> babe seven in like two months Almost. yes exactly yeah yeah he's so so beautiful so like he's like tall he's got such a great personality he's a pure combination of abe and i and a small group of his friends at school yeah so you went Uh, from having this incredible night together that abe says she'll never forget i was the best it was the best one of the best date nights i've ever had in my life or the best date night i ever had in my life can you share or is it private angelique it was it was it was raining outside um, we had garbage gar- bags on ourselves to protect ourselves from the <laughs> we rain we were running from bar to bar i you know what i will uh, never forget Philemon and I missed uh, that place. Yes. you know i i walked in and the bartender there the owner of of the place made it seem like i was like the coolest person in the world like i deserved everyone's attention i don't know what why but he made me feel so cool when I walked in there with Abe that night and like, he was like, Hey man, what's going on? You want drinks? This. And I think, I think that kind of impressed Abe as well, but it was not planned at all. Aww. It was such a cool <laughs> night. at Philemon. Abe's like, what? I had no idea. She's too cool for school. I'll tell you. Abe, you cannot impress Abe with. Let coolness, me tell you, I was not like, impressed by the fact materi- that the owner knew you. Maybe it gave you that confidence. Yeah, and that's, that's what, what I was impressed of. Yes, yeah, that's that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> so, how did it go from this beautiful night to knowing that you were each other's person for life? Well, I'll speak for myself. <laughs> Everything just felt right, and nothing was just too complex or complicated. Or, I'm gonna actually say something here. Um, I made a list. I made a list about 15 years ago in a moment of despair where I was, I just hit 30 and I thought, okay, well, you know what? Maybe that dream that I had is not going to happen. And I really, really wanted to have that relationship with someone where that person would be my person, my partner, eventually um, the father of my child. And when you're young, you think that 30 is old. (laughs) And so at 30 years old, when it didn't happen and all the guys just, you know, disappointed me in some ways, but it's okay. It was meant to be like that, obviously. I kind of just, you know, uh, I laissé, laissé my expectation, you know, I let down my, my, my expectations, but I did make a list though. I thought, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to try that manifesting thing. And so I wrote a list of maybe 10 very specific things that I was looking for, whether it was physical or mental or spiritual. And when I met Naeem, it just, <laughs> it was pretty much all there. I'm not saying that because someone, you know, matches your list that you should be with them because you keep evolving. So that's something you need to check. 
but it just felt so right every day when I was with this person. And so we evolved from there. And then we started talking about our dreams and our goals and it matched. So obviously, even if it feels right at that moment, you can never know for sure if something is going to be for life and you never know until you're in it. But when it feels good, it feels good. And that's what you're looking for in life is to feel good. And so you just keep on moving and evolving with that feeling. And mm -hmm. yeah. And you know what? One of the things that I appreciate the most about our relationship and that I'm actually impressed by is the fact that, you know, more than 10 years later, he still matches my list, my new list, because Obviously, the one I made 15 years ago is not the same one that I would make now. Some things are different and we evolve with each other, whether it's me influencing him or him influencing me on different things. We are evolving together and that's, yeah, that's really precious for, for us, I think. I love that because it's something that I notice about you both so much, which is why I wanted to talk to you. I think that's one of the biggest necessary components of a relationship is that you either grow together, that you influence each other, and that you allow the other person to change. And I think that that can mm. be hard sometimes. So I, love I think that. so. Yes, we get really, yes. we get very comfortable with a certain situation. We get very comfortable with how things are and a routine and habits. Um, and that's one of the things that I believe that this relationship has done for me is pushed me to grow and evolve over time. And like, we are not in a stagnant relationship. Like our status quo <laughs> is being changed all the time. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what's keeping things exciting. I mean, it's not for everyone though. Like we're big risk takers at the same time. We jump into things and we're willing to sacrifice massive revenue year because we're like passionate about something that's completely a question mark, question mark all around it. But we just have this feeling and we want to kind of dive into that passionate work of and, and go try it. Like we're willing to I do that. I love it because it's contagious. I love it. So Naeem, how did you know that she was your life partner? I think, you know, like... It's it's an interesting question, first of all, because I don't think it's like, okay, here's one point in time where all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, she's my life partner. I feel deep down that I still need to convince her every single day that <laughs> I'm like, I should be your partner. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here for you and like, I love you and you're like everything that I, you know, everything, you know? And so like, it, it, it wasn't like, okay, I choose you now. Like, let's go. We're partners. I, I, it's not like that. And I, I, for me, it's just like every day I see her and I'm like, yes. And sometimes I look at her and I'm like, really? She, she went for it. You know, like, I feel like an <laughs> imposter in my own relationship. <laughs> Honestly, he cracks me up every time when he tells and, me and I, like, like that. <laughs> What, oh why do gosh. you think he feels that way? I mean, obviously you're this luminous creature and I can understand, but why mm -hmm. do you think he feels that way? Oh my gosh, that's a bit of a personal question. I would, yeah, I mean, I I just think somehow we come from different backgrounds mm. and maybe Naeem didn't necessarily imagine himself living, uh, I don't know, I, I don't want to talk for him. Okay. I, I think, yeah. No, I mean... I like <laughs> Sorry, let me, let me rephrase the question. I didn't mean it that way. But what I would say yeah, is, okay. do you think his instinct is right? Or are you certain every single day that he's your person? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> yes, I think his, his instinct is right. He should question himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, but like every day you're getting into a relationship. We're like a different yes. person every morning when you wake up. You're not the same That's person right. you were last week. And I wake nope. up every morning and I look at her and I'm like, hey, I'm I'm going to be whatever I need to be yeah. for you today you yeah. know and like yeah, i don't I think take it for granted checking in no yes and I think checking that's in it. and th that's checking what it in is with each other that's what we do that's why we try that's what we try to do every day and i would say respect is a big thing it's not 
I mean, Tom, you're, I don't feel like we're trying to respect each other. I think it's very natural for us, but mm. that's, it goes in the same hand as not taking anything for granted. Even if it's a small thing, like saying thank you and please, that will not go away because we've been living together for 10 years. If there's someone you should respect and talk with love to is, you know, your family, your husband, your wife, your kids. That's it. I told Zane the other day, I'm like, Zane, like the people on this table right now are the people we need to love and take care of the most. This is the table right here where we need to respect these people. We can't take these people on this table for granted because we're, we're, we're the team. Like, you see, like, you know, people get complacent and they start becoming rude to the people that they love the most. That they care of, the most of. Yeah, they exactly. care about the most. And then they go out and they talk to a stranger with all kinds of politeness and respect. And it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's let's reverse that here. And, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, like, uh, it's here first that that needs to happen, whether yes. it's in, in our relationship as a couple to ourselves. Yes. First. Because oh, well, I, see? I'm yeah, not, I don't say, uh, to me, Abe's not first. No, you're first. I, I'm first. And not because yeah. I'm selfish, because I know that me at my full potential, I could bring way more to Abe, way more to Zane, way more to this family. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 that, and we do that. We take time for ourselves every single day. Naeem and I both put our alarm maybe an hour before Zane wakes up and we both go into our little space in the house. You know, I have mine and Naeem has his and we do what we need to do, whether it's meditation, yoga, reading, writing, focusing on the day ahead, focusing on our breathing, you know, and we have our little routine and it changes, you know, every week, every month, depending on the need. But we do that in the morning. We take a moment at night as well to regroup. And that makes a whole difference in the energy that we bring in the house to the rest of the family. It I brings think that's like major. This, it brings a mindful way of life. Like when people say, oh, how many times do you meditate a day? I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't meditate a number of times a day. I'm meditating all the time. You know, it's like mindfulness comes in every single moment of your day. And the more you are mindful about the actions you're taking, the movements you're making, what you're doing, your tasks, those moments in between tasks and activities, Mm. um, you start to become more aware of your environment, of the people around you, you grow appreciation for them, like little yeah, things. Yeah, of, like, of the transitions, like what you, yeah. to- what you told me uh, last week, Naeem, you know, I, I had a big day of so many different things and Naeem stopped me and reminded me to have a transition. Maybe you can explain that a bit more. Oh, well, you know, it's important that a lot of people have stacked days. You know, you start with a morning, then you go do something else and something else, especially if you got kids and you're working from home. And it's really like very normal to, to kind of have that routine. But the, what's important here is that in between each of those tasks, you take a pause, you take a moment. And you breathe. And you say, okay, now I'm going on to the next one. What's my intention for the next one? Mm-hmm. One word, one word, say that word, say it out loud. Okay, now let's go. Yeah. Or else we're, or else we're lost. And this translates into relationship. It translates into family. It translates into business. It translates into self-care, into health, and all of that. And I think that's like a core of our standard of living in our home. I love all of that. Speaking of transitions, can you describe (laughs) your transition from couple to parents? Yeah. I also wanted to hear your proposal and wedding story, but I feel like I really want to get into what you're talking about, about mindfulness and and whatnot so do you want to share either your proposal or wedding story and then we'll get into transitioning to parents no let's talk about parents let's go there i mean a wedding story i think it's been told i mean it's your call i'm good with that i'm I'm good skipping over that and really getting into parenting and and how you use mindfulness and i i love that that's why i wanted to talk to you so let's talk about going from couples to being parents Mm-hmm. Did it meet your expectations? Was it easier, harder? What were the challenges? And what were the surprises? Wow. The challenges of having a child is every single moment <laughs> of that child's existence. Can we take a moment here and lock yeah. it out? <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> we're all in the same boat as parents. Ev- like, like, we're all in it. 
and yeah. it, and and I think like you know you gotta be you you gotta look at it that way. You gotta look at like every single moment as a challenge, and every single moment you need to be implicated. If there's not one thing, it's another. <laughs> it's like that's how I feel. Like that's how I feel. But at the same yeah. time, I I love it. I think I think Abe and I are good parents. Like I yeah, think Abe's I mean, like I, I... go baby go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I I feel the same way. You know, uh, I do feel like we are good parents, and she, I'm able to affirm uh, that. You know, and take that title <laughs> and put that hat on very easily. But I also feel like it makes me question myself often, and that's good. <laughs> I'm happy that Zayn gives me the opportunity to reflect on myself, and he did that very early on. I dealt with something that I think is still there, but I worked very hard on it. I dealt with a lot of guilt by becoming a parent. I realized that it's a quite a normal feeling for a lot of working parents. I was a DJ, I'm still a DJ, and I was, you know, very busy when I got pregnant with my career and DJing all kinds of events, and I didn't think about it that much and how it would change things. I just went into it with the flow of life. And when I gave birth a few months later, I felt like I had enough energy to do like maybe my first gig. If I'm not mistaken, Naeem, it was maybe like four months later and something like that. And Naeem came uh, to this festival and was holding Zane. And I did my gig. It was on stage, mm -hmm. it was outside during the summer probably in August. So maybe even like three months after I gave birth. Yeah, and yeah. He, he yeah, couldn't even hold up like his that. head, I, I remember. Yeah, but it's okay because at that point, you know, I was able to pick and choose what made sense with my schedule and I would do little events here and there. But then as time went by, I started taking more and more jobs and I would go away sometimes for 24 hours, 48 hours, not very far. You know, we lived in a mile in Montreal and I would just have to go to Quebec City or Sherbrooke or, you know, maybe Miami for a weekend and stuff like that for work. And I felt so much guilt. I would cry either going there or coming back there. And it was a bit insane because I wasn't leaving my kid with some stranger. Zane was with his father and Naeem was very reassuring, trust me, but that feeling just wouldn't leave me and it stayed for so long that I guess maybe that's one of the reasons why Zane started going to daycare pretty old actually older than normal I would say and so even now you know going to his grandparents for a day or two is so healthy somehow I have this feeling <laughs> you know <laughs> we just talked about it actually uh, before mm -hmm. this conversation so that's just me having to work on myself and letting go and appreciating that he needs to experience life outside of me and i i just love watching him go you know when i let him go at school in the morning and i see him walk alone and i'm thinking wow he's got a life of his own you know and it still amazes me it's ridiculous but it still does so yeah. I relate yeah. so much. I think it's a real thing. I remember before coming a parent thinking, I won't feel guilty for working. I won't feel guilty for having my projects and everything, but it's there. It, it is a real thing. We, we feel like we're so responsible for this person. It's hard to turn it on and off. It is. It really, you're right. And I think the best way is to probably take a moment and think about the happiness that of, of what that brings us, you know, me going away for a day or two, how it brings me back to myself to do what I love the most, to be in the moment mm -hmm. with the music, with people, with detaching from the fact that I'm a mother, I'm a wife, you know, and just being myself in a different way, a different environment. And then you come back with this new energy and everybody feels it. And that's really enriching for everyone. And, and we do that, we do that, like, not just between us and our kid, where we try to separate 
let's yeah. say, or Zane goes to his parents' house or grandparents' house rather for, for a little while, which they don't even live here. So it's like extremely rare anyways. It's not a big deal, babe, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But also from each other, like we like to kind of do trips once in a while without the family, like alone, solo, all mm-hmm. these different experiences that just kind of, it's not always together. And and that's where like, you know, you can kind of feel guilty. Like I can see like a lot of people who are like, okay, I'm going to go and do this trip by myself to Europe for a few days and they feel guilty the entire time they're there, you know, and then what's the point of it? So it's like you're kind of battling with that guilt, but then when you're able to overcome it and see that the value that, uh, that it brings to the family and to yourself when you do have that time away, it overcomes the, the, the guilt. The I value agree. I think you, you have to fill the cup. Yes. And, and uh, I'm going to have to also say that it's not just Zane who's making me work on that, but Naeem will push me to say yes to certain opportunities and really has to always reinforce the fact that he's happy that I'm doing this for myself. And it's okay if I'm not, you know, uh, available for 24 hours. And he really pushes me to do those things and take time for myself. And I'm really, really grateful for that. And I do the same thing with him in return. Yeah, (laughs) but that's what it's about. Like we, we know where each other needs to be pushed in order to reach the potential that we both believe is there. So what kind of person or partner would I be if I was like, oh, yeah, she can reach so much more potential if she just did this, but I'm not going to push her to do it. I'll let her guilt overcome, you know, and like, no, it's like, that's what we're here for. And that's why, you know, we're blessed to have each other and to have two. Zane has two parents, like such a blessing in itself. Like, so it's, you know, at the same and, and the way to appreciate something you have is to use it. How did the pandemic change everything for you? Hmm. Well, um, <laughs> obviously it changed us uh, personally. It changed our dynamic uh, as, you know, a family. But I'm going to take a moment here to speak about uh, personally in my business, it changed a lot of things. I was kind of losing my passion for, for what I've been doing for so many years. I wasn't connecting with the music in the way that I am now. And so when the pandemic arrived, I lost all of my gigs. You know, I had so many, so many events and gigs coming up and everything just crumbled like a lot of artists. And so I didn't know what to do. And for a while, I didn't do anything. I just kind of waited and see how I would feel I needed to fill my And when she says a while, she means a couple of weeks, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, a few weeks. (laughs) But the reason why I say that, Naeem, is because I noticed a lot of DJs around me started doing a lot of lives online, uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Mm. Twitch, on YouTube. Everybody just jumped on the wagon. And I was like, oh... I, my energy, like, is all, is everywhere right now. I'm confused. I'm sad. I don't know what's going on. I need to focus on myself and my family first. I'm not saying that they weren't, but that's what I needed to do for myself. And so Naeem, Zane, and I kind of just the first few weeks kind of felt like we were on vacation and spent time together and had some lovely moments. And when I realized that, okay, well, it's going on, I'm going to... I think it's not going to stop tomorrow. I'm going to start thinking about what's my next step. And so I did. And I started doing some lives, but not for jobs, right? I wasn't being paid for those things. I would do it for myself for pleasure because I wanted to reconnect with music in a different way. And then I started feeling all kinds of things. And I realized that music was there as medicine. And so I would take moments every single day to either shake it off, jump, twerk, do whatever I needed to do to just move energy inside of me. And then I would play different kind of music that I wouldn't play normally in corporate events or clubs, but music that would really strike a chord, you know, and make me feel things. And so I got into ecstatic dance quite a bit and played with that and then for the first time of my life actually i introduced spirituality in my line of work i've always been a spiritual being we are all spiritual beings and it was in my everyday with my actions or my positivity uh, my ability to see things you know on the bright side first that's just how i am but 
on the work level, it wasn't necessarily there. But now with that new way of incorporating music and being really present with it, then I just felt so aligned and so whole as a person and in my job. And that brought me so much more passion. Again, it just lit up that fire again for me to continue DJing. Beautiful. Yeah, that was a big, big win for That's me. That's big. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mm. What about for you, Naeem? Yes, I feel like we're going back quite a bit of time. It's, it's important to, to reflect back, but I don't think I have in a while. COVID, like I said, for me in the beginning was we, we kind of turned it into like a little bit of a vacation. I can remember myself on the ground, like taking in the sun on like probably a Tuesday afternoon playing cars with Zane. Yes, I have a photo of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was quite a roller coaster for us because I, in the, for me in the beginning, I thought, okay, I'm doomed because the restaurants all closed and I had just quit my job, which I had this pretty cushy job working for this company and I had quit to start working for this startup because we had reached a certain level with our festivals too it was all possible but now COVID came okay and then I just started focusing on to try to be the best dad I could be in on like self-growth I want to talk about personal growth I know it's important to both of you and Abay you were talking about music and bringing spirituality in and Naeem, you're talking about education. And so can you share, how do you define spirituality? And <laughs> how did you know to bring it into the music? And, and how did it change the music for you? Oh, sure. Um, I feel like uh, a lot of uh, women and men uh, in our generation just really want to rise up you know and i think like i was supported uh, by so many people uh so much good energy around me i manifested uh the most beautiful friends and when i say this i don't say it lightly i really took the time to think about who and how i wanted to be supported in the sense that you know, you get comfortable and you have your amazing friends that you've had all your life and you don't want to push them away, obviously, but maybe you grew differently and maybe you have different kind of interests. You want to, you know, have a different kind of tribe and that's where I was. And so I, I did the work, you know, I thought about, okay, who, what do I want to do? I want to have like this kind of circle of women where we support each other in that way, where we dance, uh, where we do all kinds of rituals and where we can look at the sunset together and cry. And so I did that work and then I was really supported and that made a, a big, big difference. So the reason why I'm saying this is because it didn't necessarily come from books, you know, it came from all those beautiful people around me. Uh, they, they all really influenced me. So what it makes me think of is, do you think we're in the middle of a spiritual revolution? Oh, and do you say, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sweet. And do you think that, because I think one of the biggest lessons of the pandemic that I got was just how we have no control. And so I'm wondering yeah. if your need for spirituality came out of that mm. oh. kind of needing to have faith because we had so much uncertainty and still have so much uncertainty. So I'm wondering if it came from there or was it really about what you wanted to manifest for your life? I think, yeah, I mean, if, if you don't mind, like, I feel like, you know, spirituality came into our home and came into our lives. First of all, Abe's been spiritual wow. since the day I met her. And I think more so now she's just found a way to kind of like the spirituality that she lives by through now everything that she does, mother, wife, through her music. That is because people around her have become more perceptive to that, mm. that positive reinforcement. So then Gabe and I, we talk about spirituality all the time and it's normal talk for us. And I don't think it's like a revolution per se. I just think that our bubble, this is I, just my... Yes, yeah, yeah, I agree. Anything you do, you're just like, the more you research, the more you find out, like more you read, you're like, oh, wait, no, there's like millions of people that have been following this kind of like of thought for, you know, but, for the last but like But I want to add years. something. The, the fact that now we have social media and yes. we can maybe just show that spirituality is not one way 
we used to think of, you know, spiritual people dressing in a certain way, wearing some kind of clothes, listening to like that kind of music, mm -hmm. uh, smelling like patchouli or whatever, you know. But now it's like, you know what? You can be this girl or guy dressing however you want to dress, sexy, whatever, and dance to rap music if you want. But, you know, oh, wow, I really sound like I'm 40 years old when I say rap music. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and I am. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's like there's just no more boxes. And that's what I notice about mm -hmm. our generation now you yeah know? yeah the, whatever definitely rocks the, your boat you know whatever yeah no no you're totally right like the the fact that we people had to hold on to their identities so much before that you created this world around you that was like walls and these walls were like okay this is who i am and i'm boxing into this character because i need to protect my identity my ego is so important and i think that the world is being humbled a little bit. A lot of people are, and, and that's once you become a little bit more humble and understand that your position in this universe, in this life, you start to like open up to spirituality in a way because it's, yeah. you can't, you can't be open. You can't like allow spirituality to come in while you have this huge ego, no matter how much you talk about it, no matter how much you want it to ego and spirituality just don't go together. I, I do believe that there is a trend that a lot of people are moving towards spirituality. And I do think that COVID had a lot to do with that. So there is a mm -hmm. little revolution. And it also has to do with the rise of like the accessibility of drugs like psilocybin, which is like shrooms. And the fact that a lot of people were out in nature a lot more. People start combining nature and accessibility to like, you know, certain medicine. Like when I'm talking about psilocybin or, or mushrooms and your ego diminishes and all of a sudden you feel connected to the world and to the earth. And, and that's when, you know, a lot of times for people, that's when spirituality starts to come through. So I think that has a, like, there's a lot to do with that right now. So how do you define spirituality? Do you define it as connection and lack of ego, like connection to something bigger than yourself where you realize we're all connected? I think that for me, it's, it's, it's funny is the connection is very important I, I but so is like humility you know mm. i don't think i could define it really <laughs> for me like when we talk about defining spirituality for me it really comes down to understanding like it's like that mindfulness to your every step of the day but then applying like a purpose aligned to what you really value mm. so that you have purpose and you're aligning it with your values or your passions. And at the same time, you're doing it with love. You're doing it with good karma, mm. you know? So it's like, this is like, for me, what it's all about. And then it's being open, heart open, mind open to experiences coming through you, to lessons. There are no such thing as a failure. And be open to that and then move on, you know? Growth is important mm -hmm. because we're never the same person. It's like... To me, it, it boils down to that a little bit, if that, that makes sense to you. I like it. So it's starting with love and passion, aligning with your values, being connected and humble yeah, I and, think it's, and it's, living with intention yeah. and exactly. being mindful all the time and taking breaths and letting yourself transition. <laughs> yeah. And crazy sex in the middle. <laughs> how about yeah there you go how that, about, life is, how about your life is sex just to go in that same yeah place. just throw that in there <laughs> yeah that's a good mix i like it it sounds yeah, good too. yeah <laughs> it's purpose like spiritual we talked about a lot of things that connect like all these like the lifestyle that spirituality brings but really it's just about finding purpose and value it's like intention helps you get that but it's it's really like do everything with purpose and mindfulness yeah yeah you know it can take time to find your purpose you know it doesn't mean that i think it's a yeah, your dharma it's, yeah your it's dharma the work exactly. of a whole life lifetime you know yeah are you in your you know like that's that's what you gotta find out i and believe that journey i am to, 
Good, because mm-hmm. that journey to get you there is spirituality most of the time. I think so. And, and there's the test too, mm-hmm. right? There's the test of technology and the cop and all of these things. Mm-hmm. So I feel you also have to be able to see the obstacles, not as things that are in the way, but as a reminder that, yes, I so much want to be here with both of you that those things fall away to the side. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Reminding us that we are, uh, this is a human experience. <laughs> exactly. <right now>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is just a human experience. Yeah. You said Don't take you it both... personally. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Sorry. That was such a big lesson. No, but that was such a big lesson for me. I think it is one of the hardest lessons to learn. You both get up early in the morning and, and you write or you meditate or you do all the things that you need to do. You spend a lot of time in nature. You self-educate. You evolve on your own and as a couple. And we work hard. And you work hard and you're nice to people. How do you, being a social media couple, how do you incorporate things like social media, metaverse? I know you love NFTs. How do you balance all of that so that you're not messing with your karma? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's funny. Genius at balancing it. What? Like, you're so good at balancing it. Me, I cannot. Like, social media was a battle. For a little while, but like Ave's found a really great way to to, to well, balance you know, it. I have I have this one hour limit on Instagram, and so this is it. <laughs> but uh, honestly, something that's pretty cool is also the fact that we found recently this common goal and project, and it combines all of that technology and spirituality and. They're not obviously time together because we have this project mm-hmm. together. Our new baby. Yeah, our new baby. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so the little story and her goes name a is bit like this. Well, okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we so, have a new uh, baby. <laughs> yes, last year I was invited to DJ to do this ecstatic dance at a festival, and so I said yes. I uh, actually rented a van for two days and went camping uh, at the festival. And it's called Anata, Anata Fest. And I was, you know, there as a DJ and also as a person who enjoyed the whole festival for two days. And I had such a wonderful time. It was honestly one of the best weekend of my life where I felt so free, so myself. I was connecting with so many different kinds of people. Everybody was there with the same intention to have fun and to have an open heart. And what happened is that the creatrix of Anata Fest contacted me a few days later and she was like, oh my God, you are the incarnation of my festival. Like we have to do something together. And I said, yes, we do. I know that we do. And so we met and we talked and I said, look, I really want to, you know, do this with you. And so I really decided to get involved in this new business. And when I was talking with Naeem, Naeem just brought it up to a whole other level with the metaverse and NFTs and all kinds of ideas where (laughs) it was like filling the gap between like the spiritual world and also that whole other universe that we're getting into. And we both thought it was a brilliant idea. And so we decided to all partner up together. And so this year we're working on this annual festival that will be in August. And that's the first step, but then there's going to be so much more and Naeem will bring in all of his geekiness into this project. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think I think that we skipped over some like... We did. Very important skip- things. I didn't even explain the project. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the beauty about like mindfulness again is that and mm. when you kind of check every single step is that as we went through our journey over the last few years, it, it makes total sense. And that's why it's so important to realize that the things you do today will guide you to where you will be tomorrow. And so when Abe and I started being vocal with each other about spirituality and, and, and how it fit into her music and how she went out there and to try to find people that kind of connected with her values and like I was on my journey and everything. It slowly led us to our new daughter, and her name <laughs> is Anata, which means heart, and, and it's love. And so and Abe and I, yeah. And so Abe and I are investing in this non-for-profit that we're also part of the organizing team 
or the executive team of, and it's called Anata. The company is called Anata. And one of the things that Anata does is a festival that happens once a year. And it's a music and wellness festival that's really based on six pillars, music, movement, community, inclusivity, Mm -hmm. spirituality, and Mm -hmm. wellness. And so like Mm -hmm. these pillars are kind of like been big values of ours in our home. And we said, okay, how can we bring this out into the world even more? Aligning our Dharma, basically, and (laughs) giving us joy in our work. And so Anata is is born. Okay. We're still selling tickets right now. It's, you can check it out. It's like anathafest.com. It's a weekend thing. You're waking up in the morning. Mm-hmm. We're doing breath work. It's followed by yoga. Then there's all kinds of music shows happening. There's conferences and on wellness, on mental health, on sexuality. There's workshops throughout yes. the whole time. And the biggest feedback that I've seen so far from people is that this is a life changer. It's like you're living an experience that you can't get anywhere else. Wow. And that's and that's our new, that's like our new, new baby. Mm-hmm. And, and so how does that fit into the metaverse? Yeah, there's this in real life event that happens, which is the festival, but we're splitting it up into different components. And one of them is Anata Space. And Anata Space is going to be an interactive online component where people can connect with each other through technology for learning how to do different things such as breathwork, pranayama, yoga, get into workshops and stuff like that. We've seen this huge emergence of like online learning platforms in this space. So we just kind of like want to bridge that community together, but not just for things that are like common, like I, I mentioned, but also like Practices are a little bit more on the fringe where like you're like you're curious, like what is tantric yoga? You know, you're curious, but you have no idea where to go, how to learn it or what to do. And if you Google it, you're afraid you'll fall on a porn site. So like, you know, we, we, we want to bring an ease there. We want a normal place for people to kind of like to learn about a lot of the stuff that's out there. And it will eventually be experienced through this new Web3 technology where we hope to build a community through this platform and people can interact with each other through the platform too. Wow. Yes. Yeah, and to bring some ecstatic dances all over the world, really. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> well, that sounds We're incredible. Back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's so it's so fun because, like, it, it's just so, like, this is where we've landed, you know, after all this time. I may went out there on this, you know, to, to find people and, so, like, friends and people that she became so close to. And this is her, her child. Like, you know, she's the original founder of, <laughs> of the company she's and then, the original like, mother <laughs> oh, the original original og mama and now abe and i were like we talk about this all the time at home like zane is accustomed to this kind of language and now all of a sudden we got a business i love it beautiful before we go i want to ask you you said it's not about a book or anything but i do know that you both read so much so can you share either three books or three podcasts that you've read or listened to and or movie or whatever it was that inspired you mm-hmm. three things that really stuck with you and moved you forward abe you can definitely listen to my mixes on SoundCloud and you will find out my favorite kind of music. There's actually this book called Eat, Feel Fresh that we both love at home. It's a contemporary uh, plant-based Ayurvedic cookbook. So I love to introduce some Ayurvedic lifestyle, ways of cooking uh, at home. Uh, Naeem discovered that he's a pita super fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm more of a vata, very uh, airy. So I need to eat a lot of sweet potatoes. Uh, <laughs> so that's a book that I love. I love Sahara Rose so much. Okay. It, it, it was like a book that like she devoured. We, we followed her on social. And guess what happened? Abe went out on this journey and got to meet her. In real Amazing. Life. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Mm. So books, right? Whatever you choose. Books, yeah. podcasts, movies, courses you took online. For me, a book that really changed how I see things is Being Ram Dass, which is I kind of stumbled upon it by accident because I was reading this other book that was about politics that my business partner had sent to me. And in there, there was a character that was being described and his name was 
Ram Das, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> and so I Googled him, and I saw like he was like this big spiritual figure, and you know, he's written many books, and he was a Harvard graduate, and I had just finished doing a graduate degree at Harvard during COVID, and I was like super intrigued. Whoa, 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 and- whoa, what? Say again, what did you study? What graduate degree did you do through Harvard? I did an online graduate degree in disruptive strategy with another oh. author called Clay Christensen, which I read his book and I found in love with him and Googled him. And then I found out he was giving this course at the Harvard Business School. And I, without a blink of an eye, I enrolled into the class Amazing. And, and, and took it. And it's crazy mm-hmm. that I did because he actually passed away shortly oh, after no. the class. Yeah. And he's like a huge wow. figure in, in uh, disruptive mm-hmm. strategy and entrepreneurship. And it was all like connected, right? Like how everything is kind of connected. So so being Ram Das is like a really awesome story and it's a really great, mm. I love, I, I was a devouring and there's all this music that goes with it. And, and I got introduced to all kinds of cool music that was kind of like, I, really out there, really fun. Yes. I love this. <laughs> Amazing. Something that kind of really shook me also that I would love to recommend to uh, all the ladies out there. It's called Rise, Sister Rise by Rebecca Campbell. Mm. It's wonderful if you haven't read it yet. So that would be it for books really quickly. In terms of music, Kundalini Rising by Activation Vibration. It is Mm. so so good uh mm-hmm. at the beginning of the pandemic i used to do this youtube show every week where i would dj and interview some women and this song would be the beginning of all of my shows so i absolutely love that song i also i love this guy called omayela he's from montreal he is the brother of this amazing dancer called jade maya that we have here also in montreal and he does this really cool uh, R&B kind of reggae beats to it. It really makes you want to dance. Super good. And who do we love at home? What's her name? Pyjama Land. Ooh, Pyjama Land. Very good. Also, this girl from Montreal who lives in LA now. Very cool vibe. I think it's great for the summer. So putting it out there. Yeah. Amazing. You can tease it, I bet. You well, can tease it. I could tease. I could tease. We're talking about, you know. Books. Great your new favorite books. books. Yeah. Um, I love to write as well. Okay. So just, that's all. That's okay. all. Okay. for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my God. What a lame tease, baby. Yeah. You should. You should. But no, it's I'm okay. not allowed. Oh. <laughs> no. Maybe it could be a part dog. two. Part two. That would yeah. be great. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Oh my god. Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing your beautiful, infectious, high level, amazing relationship and how you live your life together and it's beautiful and I feel it and it, I'm so happy. Thank you both so much. Mm, thank, thank you. For, you. Thank you. It was such a, you. yeah, this so was nice amazing. to be able to do this. It's good for us too, you know? <laughs> Love talking with you. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Abay and Naeem make me feel like anything is possible. They are yes people, and that is so contagious. You can get tickets to AnathaFest at anathafest.com. How do you define spirituality? What gives you faith? What books or classes or songs moved you through the pandemic? I'd love to know. You can find Abay on Instagram at abayjelina, and you can find Naeem at naeem.adam. If you enjoyed our chat, please share it with your friends and on social media, or send me a note. I love when you do that. Thank you for listening.